When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackfine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. The Pittsburgh Steelers did not hold back with their moves as they finalized their 53-man roster. Plenty of action, plenty of surprise cuts, plenty of trades. We're going to dive into it all. It is a beautiful day in the Berg. How you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling good, but I don't know if I'm feeling as good as you are right now. Um, <laughs> because you you called one of these moves that the Steelers made. Um, I did. So I, you know, I don't think I'll be able to match your high that that you've got on this morning. I uh, I do feel pretty uh, pretty fantastic. We, you know, just to be totally transparent, we were mid record here, putting the episode together, feeling excited. We look on Twitter real quick. Boom, Pittsburgh Steelers sign former Houston Texans cornerback Desmond King I look at sometimes I sometimes I'm okay I was I'm not always good but when I am good I am definitely gonna I'm gonna lavish in the good and this one uh this one I saw coming felt good about it makes a ton of sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers we're gonna dive into all that of course it is it's a little crisp out this morning I feel like you know in, in the last record we felt real good talking about how it's football season I want the people to know that it is football season and it feels real good out there but what i feel makes these makes us as podcast hosts and fans of the pittsburgh steelers feel even better the pittsburgh steelers got desmond king and look at we've been saying for two weeks that they need a cornerback they get a cornerback plenty of great things we're going to dive into that we're going to dive into the kendrick green trade we're going to dive into some surprising cuts on the 53-man roster and our overall thoughts on how the entire day went down for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Omar Khan seemingly winning left and right. Let's start with Desmond King. Former Houston Texan has 53 games of starting experience under his belt, 95 games total of experience. He's a former first team all pro back in 2018. And I get it. That's a long time ago, but still shows that you could still do some things. Has nine interceptions in his career, including five over the last two seasons with the Houston Texans, 33 pass deflections, three forced fumbles, seven fumble recoveries, eight and a half sacks. And he has, well, three touchdowns as are two touchdowns for interceptions, one touchdown from a fumble recovery. The guy, you know, he does a little bit of everything. I feel like he's got all the makings to be exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers have been looking for. What are your thoughts on, uh, what are your thoughts on the big move that the Pittsburgh Steelers made this morning? My first thought is like, what's the over under on the number of turnovers that this defense is going to force this year? Yeah. You add a guy who has like that's You said nine career interceptions, five over the last two seasons. Like there are a bunch of ball Hawks in this defense. Like they are going to take the way, not, not even just in the secondary, but they are going to hit people and they're going to force fumbles too. But you know, between Levi Wallace and Minka and now Desmond King, uh, I think you've got a ton of guys who can really go get the ball. 
And I yes. think that's the most exciting thing about this addition to me, you know, kind of beyond just shoring up a quarterback room that I thought was a little thin, uh, especially when James Pierre, Pierre, James Pierre made the roster. Um, you know, like you said, we had been talking about adding another corner for a while now. Uh, we didn't think James Pierre was really the answer and didn't think gave he gave him enough, de- enough depth. This is depth. Uh, this is a guy who's still relatively young at 28 um, and a guy who is clearly productive. Um, like you said, it's been a while since that all pro season, but five interceptions over the two seasons of the last two seasons, you can work with that. That's, that's still a sign of a guy who could play. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I look at Desmond King as, you know, you're not bringing him in here to start. You're bringing him in here to compete and to possibly play above Joey Porter Jr. until Joey Porter Jr. is ready to step on a football field. And I just think that that's added security. I think that this is there were a lot of names out there and we've tossed out a couple of them. I took a little bit of heat when I uh, tossed out the name Artie Burns at one point. You know, this is a is a huge upgrade compared to any of those guys, just because this is a guy who could come in here and be starter capable. If you need him to be, he's not a high quality starter, but he's a starter. He could replace Joey Porter jr. If you don't feel Joey Porter jr. Is ready to take on a significant snap count as a rookie, or at least just in week one. And then on top of that, he could play inside at nickel, which means that you now have three options on the inside. If you, especially if you find yourself in trouble at the safety position and you got to bounce Elijah Riley back there, and then you could still utilize Shannon Sullivan and Desmond King on the inside. He could play outside. He could come up with the football, just like you said. The Steelers have a plenty of guys right now that could come up with the football that you got to feel real good about. I just, overall, it removes the last remaining worry that I think the Steelers had on defense, and that was there isn't somebody behind Levi Wallace. And really, I think you could even include Patrick Peterson in that worry of a guy that could like they didn't have that option that was like okay well this guy is a definite every down corner i don't think they have that option now but i think what they have are at least two guys possibly three in joey porter jr who can all play when called upon and you could just look at and say oh, okay well we'll be okay like we don't need patrick peterson doesn't have to play every single snap you know, Joey Porter Jr. doesn't have to play a significant amount of snaps. Desmond King doesn't have to play a significant amount of snaps. You just work the hot hand. And I think that that is the best case scenario that the Pittsburgh Steelers could have had on top of keeping James Pierre, which is a great special teams value. And that's all he adds. But look at if you're going to keep him and find a way to keep him as a special teams guy. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers kept him, Miles Killebrew and Miles Boykin on the roster on top of Connor Hayward all your quality special team teamers excuse me i think that they they just they filled all three phases of a football team they needed a corner and i i respect that they went and got one yeah so so can you explain to me is so did they have an open roster spot and they no so they've got punters yeah so you think i would imagine one of them's gone yeah yeah this is the corresponding move for that because okay that makes that makes the punter thing make a little bit more sense um i still yeah i still don't I guess if I you were, I guess that makes cutting a punter, cutting a punter to to make room for Desmond Kings a little easier than. Yeah, know, cutting keep a Braden, guy like. You keep Braden Fajoko around for an extra twelve hours or something like that. That's yeah, a yeah. little slap in the face, sack entry, uh, all those names. We're gonna dive into those, but yeah, the punter. I would imagine the punter's gone. There's still things, so. I don't know how. I would imagine they, just wave Braden Man. But if this goes out before a move is made, 
I wouldn't shut down the idea of a trade for Braden Man. The the New York Jets don't have a punter. The Philadelphia Eagles don't have a punter. Again, you know, that could happen before we're even done recording here. But I think overall, that's the guy that, I mean, it's almost certainly the guy that's good. You're not getting rid of Mason Rudolph to be like, oh, okay, well, you never, you need two punters. You just, <laughs> you can't get rid of a punter. You have to get rid of somebody else. Um, I would imagine that it, that Braden Man's gone by the time we are, uh, we are done here, which makes a lot of sense. Good for him. You know what I mean? I feel like he got like a, a check or something for that. Like he, you know, oh, yeah. earns some type of compensation for sticking around another day. So, you know, happy for all those guys. Yeah. And then he, I mean, I think he played pretty well on top of that. Like he put yes. forth a good audition, um, put some good stuff on tape. I'd have to imagine for, for other teams. Cause this was like a, I don't know how real of a competition it was, but it was, he was pushing Presley Harvin for a while there. Like he's, oh, yeah. He's a pretty quality punter, I think. So I think he made himself some money in that sense, too. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine Braden Man ends up somewhere. That's why I'm thinking, like, dude, Omar Khan, he does not swing and miss. He just he just bombs homers constantly. Mm-hmm. The, the con artist is a real thing. And it would be 100% authentic Omar Khan if he pulled off a trade for a punter. After signing a cor- after signing Desmond King, like you're just like, oh, okay, well, here's a starting quality corner that we're going to add to a room of Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, and Joey Porter Jr. Oh, and we're going to get a fifth round pick for a punter. Like, be like, yep, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, if he's able to do that, I'll I'll be just as impressed as anyone. I'm not as sold on it. Uh, no, but no, but it's maybe it'd be fine. No, it's I mean, look, you've you look at him being able to turn Kevin Dotson and Kendra Green into a sixth and a fifth round pick and feel like anything is possible. But uh anything is possible. But yeah, anything no, I, who who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So Desmond King is here. Biggest news for the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously. Kendrick Green traded to the Houston Texans. The 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 Steelers and Texans fans having a good twenty four hours, maybe a rough twenty four hours for the Houston Texans. Uh, I don't know how to look at that one. The Steelers are walking away with a starting quality corner and a sixth round pick. The Houston Texans, well, they got Kendrick Green. So take that as you will. Yeah. They need linemen. Um, so given that, they guess you can say they addressed a need, but um, <laughs> with who to what is, extent? Yeah, to yes. what extent they addressed that need, I think is an open question. But I mean, you know, still good for Kendrick Green, right? Like he gets a he gets a new opportunity in a place that that definitely needs him. Um I think we talked about it like there was just not a place for him in Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. uh, for him to get a fresh start. I think he's good for him. Steelers get a return from him. Good for everyone involved. I guess in theory, you could say the Texans, um, you yeah. know, I guess we're kind of assuming this is probably going to end up not if I, if, you know, you had to put money on it, this probably doesn't work out, but you know, the potential is always there. And I think Kendrick green, especially finished his finished his preseason pretty strong. So maybe there's something yes. there that, that we just weren't seeing, and then maybe a new a fresh start in a new place gives him gives him some extra jolt, some extra kick in the ass that that gets him going. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think that when you're around it all day, all summer long, you look at it and you view it differently. Like you look at Kendrick Green, and you're just like, wow, this guy stinks at all times. Maybe you could play fullback, but this guy stinks as the offensive lineman. I think other teams maybe look at it like. Uh, yeah, he does stink, but a lot of guys stink and then go somewhere else and they don't stink as bad, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe the scheme doesn't work or maybe they, you know, maybe there's a coach because there's no way that, that the GM, just, like there's no way Omar Khan just made a phone call 
I was just like, all right, there it is. And Houston didn't talk to a soul about it. You know, I'm sure that there were conversations with coachings or coaches and somebody somewhere was probably like, I think I could turn him into something. You know, I don't know what, what to what extent it is, but when the Steelers drafted him, that's probably how they approached it too. That's probably Adrian Clem was the offensive line coach. And, you know, the guys in Pittsburgh, they're not the biggest fans of Adrian Clem these days, but when he was here, it was, I believe I could turn Kendrick green into a dog. Couldn't do it, but I think that Houston somewhere believes that they could too. Again, I don't know if they could feel a little bad for CJ Stroud, but huge W for the, like to get a sixth round pick on a guy that you were definitely going to cut is just, yep. you know, that's such a win. It's, it's ridiculous how much of a win that is. And I don't know where the Houston Texans sat on the waiver wire, but I mean, even, I would feel worse. I think if they like use their waiver claim on Kendrick green over oh. Yeah. A sixth yeah. round pick. Yeah. I feel like, a, I, I know like sixth round pick is valuable. Like the Steelers yes. have gotten good, good value in the sixth round. And I think it'll be valuable for them, but like, it's pretty replaceable quite honestly. Like if you want yes. a sixth round pick, you can go find one somewhere and, <laughs> uh, yes. and, and make a trade for one. So yeah, I, I completely agree. Like you'd probably rather waste a, rather burn a, a six round pick if you had to over a waiver wire claim at this point. So yeah, maybe the Texans did walk away when, I mean, like you said, that's a little rough for CJ Stroud, but you're kind of assuming Kendrick green won't be like a week one starter and a major contributor. I think if everything goes right for the, for the Texans, but yeah, for the most part, this seems like a win for basically everyone involved. Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, I agree. I, you know, I think the Steelers, the Steelers walk away victorious again, Back-to-back O-line trades that you feel really good about. The 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 Omar Khan wheeling and dealing just doesn't seem to end. And if they pull off a punter trade, man. Look, and I just you'll, I don't you'll know. build a statue outside of yeah, outside like I of just think that at this point, I thought about it last night as as like everything was finalizing, and I was just like trying to put in my brain, like, they gotta have another move coming. Like they got it. There's no way they're done yet. And I'm just like, I look at I was around for the end of Kevin Colbert, but I followed Kevin Colbert throughout his entire career almost and i think kevin colbert's a hall of famer like that dude is ridiculous he's also just like a a genuinely super awesome human being but when it comes to the moves and the team as a whole what omar khan has done in like a year and a half is just like it's it's ridiculous what this guy like all those guys and i said it in my to-go this morning like anybody who was sitting around and cheering for Brandon Mann, who was the other guy that was competing with Omar Khan for the GM spot. Anybody who, and I was one of those guys. I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know, man. Brandon, Brand, or not Brandon Mann, excuse me, uh, Brandon Hunt, who's now with the Eagles. But he was like a scout. And you just like, you're just like, that's the Steelers' way is to just get a scout, have a guy who could build through the draft. Like, that's it. we were all so wrong. It was crazy. Like, like what he's been able to accomplish. I just, I'm not going to compare him to, to Kevin Colbert. I'm just going to say that he's moving fast up whatever list of Steelers general managers you could put together. He is, he's close. And if he could pull off a Super Bowl in the next two, three years, I don't know, man, I'm I'm, like, he's good. There's going to be an argument. We're going to have to sit here. We're going to have to talk about whether or not Omar Khan's the greatest GM, the Pittsburgh Steelers have ever had. And he's on his way there. Feels real good. The Kendrick green win. Dub, I, I do want to I, I want to ask this with the Desmond King before we totally move on to the 53 man roster here. Do you think that this has more to do with James Pierre or Joey Porter Jr.? 
fellas. Have you ever wished that you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder, but her profile says must be over six foot. Maybe your date wants to wear heels, but she can't because it'll make her taller than you. Well, I have the short Kings covered with today's sponsor, Kanzuri. Kanzuri makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller without anyone knowing. Look, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence too? We're all the same height laying down anyways, if you know what I mean. For a limited time only, our listeners get an extra 15% off your order with our code ALLSTEALERS at Kanzuri.com. The site is already 30% off, and with our code, you get an extra 15%. That's 45% off your entire order. Support our show and check them out at C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com and use our code all. Steelers. I love these shoes. I wear them all the time because I am only, I mean, I tell people I'm 5'8 on a good day. These make me at least 5'11, pushing six foot. I've never felt taller in my life. Not only do Kanzuri shoes make you up to 2.8 inches taller, but they're also incredibly stylish and comfortable. These are not old man Velcro shoes. You'd get compliments on your Kanzuris even if they didn't make you taller. They have styles for every occasion too. Smart, casual, sporty, you name it. The height insoles are actually built into the shoe, so no one can tell you're getting a secret height boost. The brand is also hidden on the shoes and on the packaging. It's really the ultimate height hack. Life's short, but you don't have to be. It's time to level up your playing field, boys. Maybe update that dating profile to six foot. Kanzuri's is an absolute game changer when it comes to your dating life. On top of 30% off the entire site, our listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount at Kanzuri.com with the code ALLSTEALERS. That's a total of 45% off your order. Use code ALLSTEALERS at Kanzuri.com. Go to C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com with our code ALLSTEALERS. When I want to get high, I put on a pair of Kanzuri's. The signing of King. Ooh, that's a good question. Um... Well, I think you can frame it in kind of two ways. I, I think it has more to do with Joey Porter. Um, I don't think they were ever going to rely on James Pierre to be like a real – like to play significant snaps even as a reserve yeah. um, at corner. I think they were kind of counting on Joey to be that guy, and I don't know if he's he's there quite yet. We've talked about that a little bit before. Um, I think he still has some developing to do before you can really trust him uh, mm-hmm. in live game action. Um and so I think you bring in Desmond King as that sure thing. Um, you know, he's not you know, he's not a superstar um in any right, but he's very solid and I think he can still play. He's still relatively young, um, but also a veteran. Um and I think that's I think you bring him in to account for you know, I hesitate to call it underperforming by Joey because he is a rookie, like you can only expect so much from those guys, especially at yeah. corner. Um, but it was, you know, I think underperforming relative to what our expectations at least were for him. So, yeah, I do think this has a little bit more to do with with Joey Porter than than James Pierre. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I agree. I think that after they kept James Pierre, the thought process went from we need a guy who's capable on special teams to a guy who could step in if Joey's not ready. And I think Joey's looked fine in moments, but I also think that he's looked just not ready yet. 
in moments. And I think the, the preseason game against Atlanta wasn't his best performance. You know, he hasn't really had that huge win outside of Buffalo. And even that interception was, yeah. I mean, like I, I should have caught, I don't know if I would have, but I should, if I was in that moment, I should have caught that interception. Like that's how, that's how easy that ball was thrown to Joey Porter. Like no, nowhere. I couldn't even tell you where the wide receiver was in that play because when you well, look at kind of Joey kind of shoved him out. I remember that play. Like Joey, the he was facing like uh, Khalil Shakir, who I think is yes. like five eight and might be one hundred and eighty pounds, soaking wet. Joey just kind of pushed him out, and then and then Matt Barkley for some reason threw a ball to a side where there were literally no receivers there. Like but, nobody, nobody's yeah. in. The, if you look at the picture from like the back of Joey Porter, there's no wide receiver in the frame of the picture. Um, but I think that like Joey's had his wins, and I think that the development of Joey will come but i also think that the pressure like the steelers don't want to put the pressure on him and their goal throughout the offseason was to not put pressure on guys you know their defensive line is loaded so that keanu benton doesn't have to be an immediate starter if he's not ready darnell washington zach entry would still be here if darnell washington did not progress as rapidly as he did and at corner like you're just not gonna you know, you're not going to you're not going to shove Joey Porter Jr. out there if he if you don't need to. The same with Nick, Nick Herbig, like Nick Herbig. The plan was not for Nick Herbig to play a single defensive snap this season. He's earned his place so that chances are he's going to see the field on defense during the regular season. But Marcus Golden was the guy that he's their number three or he was their number three. Nick, Nick Herbig was just here to be a rookie and develop. I think Joey Porter, the plan now is. Look, at we wanted him to be an immediate contributor. We think he could be a contributor this season, but to a lesser degree, we needed to add somebody. That's why they went out and got Desmond King, a guy who, yeah, he does contribute on special teams, but he's more so a returner than anything. And, and he does have good, he's got good ter- return abilities. So I think Anthony McFarland's job is in trouble as a kick returner right now, which is exciting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I just think that it more so re- revolves around whether or not Joey Porter Jr., is that guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, you know, like he, right. Joey is the, he's the future of the Steelers cornerback room, but there's no need to put a guy out there today and say, Oh, well he has to be ready. There's no other choice here. He has to be ready. Like that's right. just not what the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. do. Yeah. I think that the Herbig golden analogy is really good um, because Herbig has been such a pleasant surprise and mm-hmm. has made you so much deeper in a place where you didn't really expect it. Joey can still, I think be that guy. Um, yes. And, Depth at corner is never bad, especially when you are making a move like this where Desmond King is not going to cost you a ton of money, uh, and he's going to give you a lot more depth, I think, relative to what his value is. Um, mm-hmm. So, but you, you don't you you it makes it makes it so you don't have to count on Joey, uh, and you can still kind of you can still reap the benefits of his development and him being a contributor without saying you are our only contributor in in this role like you have there's a little bit of a a safety net for you if things don't work out exactly how we thought they would exactly and king's only 28 years old like if if he comes out here and balls out and patrick peterson's done after this season well the steelers have another option at corner that they could look at and you know it could be the next larry Joby or the next i mean levi wallace signed a two-year deal but really that was only supposed to be a one-year deal you know you could you could see those guys and he could be that next option. So I agree. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here, the 53 man roster, obviously finalized. The team looks good. They just put the finishing touches on it. There is still two punters, but like I said, by the time we're done here, chances are there's only one. 
Zach Gentry and Braden Fajoko, I think, are highlights on these surprise cuts that come for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your thoughts on both of those guys? We called one of them. We were wrong. At least I was wrong about another one in Braden Fajoko. I thought it was going to be Montrevious Adams. Turned out to be Fajoko. Adams and Armand Watts stick around. As for the tight end position, they only keep three in Connor Hayward, Pat Fryermuth, and Darnell Washington. Um, saw Pat's uh, goodbye to Zach Entry. It yep. was it, it brought a tear. It was yeah, right in that moment yeah. you're just like, oh man, dude, it was a bad day for the Steelers or whoever to post that video. Um, but there he goes. Your thoughts on both of those? Yeah, Gentry was kind of the surprise cut that I think a lot of people saw coming. Um, yeah. You know, just the, kind of the big a big name that that was on his way out. Um, it makes sense with the way Darnell Washington has come along. Like there was just not really a place for for Zach Gentry, and you know, same thing with with. Dotson and Green, but he gets a new opportunity somewhere else. Like you said, they they waived him or they didn't waive him. He's a free agent, um, so there's a little bit of you know mutual respect, a little bit of you know go get your money, go get into a bigger role, go find out where you want to play. Um, and yep. I think that was that was big, and that was that that said a lot about you know what they kind of thought about about Zach Entry. This wasn't you know you're not good enough to play on this team. This was we just don't have room for you for you, and we got to invest in the future. Um, yeah. so can't really say, uh, you know, that one was surprising in the sense that, you know, it was a big name, but I don't know how surprising football wise it was. I think a lot of people could kind of see the writing on the wall before that one happened. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like once the development, and we just talked about the, the development of Darnell Washington made it so difficult for Gentry to keep a spot in Pittsburgh. And I actually appreciate that because I just don't think that they would have been able to find a trade suitor that worked for everybody you know in that moment and and that's how you go about those things like Kendrick Green was just like all right get rid of him at all costs Kevin Dotson was a get rid of him at all costs but Gentry is a guy that like he earned a spot on the 53-man roster Darnell Washington just made it very difficult for him to keep it you know like you just you don't keep four tight ends that's just not what you do in the NFL and the Steelers could have just probably got a sixth or seventh round pick for him somewhere but those options were probably limited and at the same time you know gentry doesn't have to clear waivers i think there was some part out there of people going yeah let's see if he could just land on a 53 man before the end of it just like a sign of respect i like the move by the pittsburgh steelers to kind of do that and just say like hey look at here's a salute to you because gentry was like by all means man that guy was a class act. Like I, I very much so enjoyed Zach Gentry aside from grilling and chilling, which is like the minute and a half videos that fans see, like just to see him every day in the locker room. He always answered with thoughtful questions or thoughtful responses. He always had a joke to crack, which I thought, you know, super nice. Him and Pat Fryermuth's relationship was always cool to watch. Um, But he, he was a guy that I think earned that, that release, you know, in a respectful manner. Braden Fajoko, a bit of a surprise. I'll say yeah. that when I was there on Monday, when I was at practice on Monday, there was a little bit of writing on the wall that I walked away from that going, oh, maybe Fajoko is the odd man out here. Maybe he is the one that does get clipped instead of Armand Watts or Montrevious Adams. I think the biggest thing here is that, and, and I didn't see this coming. I saw um, Montrevious Adams being the guy that was gone. I think Adams goes from, in my eyes, the guy that got cut to the starter now. And I mean, all credit to him because you'd love to see a success story since he's arrived in Pittsburgh. He's played well. And now, like I said, I kind of view him as the starter heading into week one. 
Yeah, I mean, because you look at the options it knows, and it's him and Keanu Benton. Um, yeah. And I like Keanu. Keanu's had a good camp. Um, is he ready for a, a full-time starting job? Probably not. Um, I expect him to still play a decent bit, especially early on. But And, and maybe, he, maybe he trends in the right direction. He continues to trend in the right direction and overtakes Montrevious Adams. But for right now, I think – you feel more comfortable relying on the veteran guy and that's Montrevious Adams, which is a little weird after you thought about him as a potential cut. But I think that had more to do with this was really deep room. Um, Braden Fajoko played really well. And I think you would have been just as comfortable with Fajoko in this spot versus Adams. Like this isn't like you could have flipped these two and I'm not sure you would have, you would have really noticed a massive difference. I think they were both, pretty good players and deserving of a 53 man roster spot, but, and and they were both, you know, you were going to take veteran guys over what Benton is at least right now. Yeah. 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 And I think that it works out better. And look, and I thought that Fajoko was the guy I thought that they liked Fajoko, but just analyzing the group that they have now, Montrevious Adams is a pass rusher. Keanu Benton's a run stuffer. And I think that mix works really well. And then you have Isaiah Loudermilk, who's a run stuffer. Cam Hayward, who's a do-it-all guy. Larry Ogunjobi, who's a do-it-all guy. DeMarvin Leal, who's a pass rusher, who has a little bit of run stuff in him. He's more of a mix, I would say. And then Armand Watts is a little bit of do-it-all. I just think that you have a good combination on that defensive line. And if you kept Braden Fajoko, it would have just been all run stuff in the middle. And, and again, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, like, come up with a, oh, well, you know, this is the way that the Steelers should have done it. No, in my eyes, I thought it was going the other way around. But just seeing who they have, I think the the group was good. And I don't think you could have lost there. You know, I don't think that you could have caught any of those guys and said, oh, man, the Steelers defensive line got worse. Like, no, the Steelers defensive line was great. They just were too good, and they had some struggles. Other names, Miles Boykin and Miles Killebrew stick around. James Pierre obviously sticks around as well, so the special teams looks real good right now. Anthony McFarlane earns a roster spot. Love to see that one. And then our boys, Elijah Riley and Shannon Sullivan, both sticking on the roster. Huge move for both of them. Thought it was well-deserved. Any name that stood out to you or any thoughts that you had on the 53-man roster that you went, oh, okay, can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised at Tanner Muse getting cut. I mean, that was one that was made yesterday, but I was – I'm surprised they kept only four inside linebacks. I thought they were going to keep at least five. Um, It could have been Kwiatkowski. Um, I thought it was going to be Muse. I thought Muse was probably the better option there, but they end up only keeping four with Holcomb, Roberts, Quan Alexander, and Mark Robinson. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would. They're not thin at inside linebacker, but I just thought Muse was deserving of of a roster spot. And but but you know, like the more I look over this, the more I'm like, hey, I guess I don't know where where you'd make room for him. You know, maybe they kept one more ride receiver than I thought they would. And maybe yeah. that's where the where the switch comes, but yeah, I was surprised by that one. I thought Tanner Muse had a had looked really good. Yeah, they uh they kept they only kept four, and he, just like you said, like the wide receivers, I thought they'd keep five, and I thought Gentry's cut would have made room for it. Instead, it makes room for a fifth corner. So it it just I mean they're going to rely a lot on Mark Robinson to play special teams and a lot of Nick Herbig to play special teams, and maybe they feel like that's enough. I don't know if I'm sending like a Landon Roberts or Quan Alexander back there and saying, Hey, go cover a punt. Like, I just don't know if I feel good about that, but I don't know. That's what they're, that's what they're going to do. It's, it's a big Mark Robinson year, but just like you said, like I was surprised once Tanner Muse left, I thought, okay, like that was a bit shocking. 
because I thought he had the upper hand over Kwiatkowski, but I was almost certain that Kwiatkowski was sticking around at that point. And the fact that he didn't, you just looked at, oh, okay. Because I've been here, this is year five for me. And and in the five seasons, they have always kept five inside linebackers. So I was a bit surprised there. And to keep five corners and six wide receivers, it just, you know, the special teams values there, and they just must see different special teams values in different areas. But Tanner Muse is a special teams ace. So I was a little bit, a little bit shocked there as well i don't really think i have anything that stood out except for dylan cook making the roster yeah. love that one you know i think that i thought dylan cooks looked good the last two weeks of of camp and practices and in in the preseason and then on top of that spencer anderson's your depth piece behind nate herbig i just i like the steelers offensive line right now like i i actually like them more right now than than what they were supposed to be a week ago with Kevin Dotson because I think Spencer Anderson and offers a lot more versatility clearly at the interior spot and he's a rookie so you could only you could only go up from here and Dylan Cook I like I like the idea of having four offensive tackles instead of Spencer Anderson being like your last offensive tackle slash center slash guard like let him yeah. develop on the inside let Broderick Jones and Dylan Cook be your outside guys. Chances are Dylan Cook's not going to be active on Sundays, but I just like the move. I think that they look real deep. I, I think the offensive line looks real good right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I was a little, you know, when I saw Dylan Cook on there, I was a little surprised. But then, uh, you know, the, yeah. you stare at it for a little bit longer, and you're like, okay, this makes sense. They're helping Spencer Anderson specialize a little bit more. I think he played literally all five positions. No, he did yeah, not all four. five. Yeah, four. He played four, four positions during training camp. Now he's... Limited to three, so we're making it a lot more <laughs> a lot more easy on Spencer Anderson. But yeah, like the Dylan Cook move, um, it makes a lot more sense the more you think about it. So not uh, you know surprising at first, but seems like a solid move uh, with with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, the Steelers are good right now. Their fifty three man roster looks real complete. Got no qualms about this team heading into what will be the final couple of days off before they kick it off week one of the regular season against the. San Francisco 49ers, plenty of questions there. Cannot wait to start talking about that on Monday. With that said, we are heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, and find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Enjoy a beautiful, beautiful day in the Berg. Oh, and almost forgot that it is uh, Pitt Saturday. It is game week for the Panthers, so check out all the action going on there at InsideThePanthers.com. We will be back on Friday. Enjoy a beautiful two days in the Berg.